The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Truth Transforms. Join in for spiritually enlightening discussion and the practical application of new thought principles. Here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome to Truth Transforms. I am your host, Galen McDowell. I am the Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois, where the Reverend Dr. Derek B. Wells is the Senior Minister and the Reverend uh, Dr. Johnny Coleman is the Founder. We have a special guest today, but before I I, uh, talk about, introduce my special guest, I just want to quickly mention a few things. Uh, Last week, um, we had a show with um, Les Brown, Michael Beckwith, Sheila McKeithen, uh, Deborah Johnson, uh, people who will be uh, presenters or speakers at the Panorama of Truth Conference, August 1st through the 5th in Atlantic City for the Universal Foundation for Better Living. So I want to make sure that... um, you know, if you haven't heard the show, please make sure you go through the podcast on uh, my show on Unity Online Radio and listen to it. And if this is a conversation you feel as though you need to be a part of, my uh, my ask is that you go to UFBL.org and check out the registration. And if it's something you want to do, uh, register and, you know, and I'll see you there. I think it's important that we're a part of a conversation of empowerment to transform the conversation that humanity is having with itself right now, uh, this conversation of a sense of separation, et cetera, that's being promoted in the conversation of oneness, which is happening everywhere, but is not getting the media attention. And because it's not getting the media attention, we have to make sure that we are the, the anchors for this truth and we are radiating and changing the, the, energy field. We're cre- creating a new state of consciousness that allows us to transform our space. Second quick thing real fast before uh, um, I introduce my guest is yesterday I was at, uh, I spoke at an event for the Association of Global New Thought at Bodhi Spiritual Center in Chicago. And um, we had so many wonderful speakers and great music. It was a new thought rally and why it's important that we do what we need to do. And I think it's important for us to recognize um, that we need to stay plugged into what's happening. So 
with that, I'm going to introduce my guest now. Today, I have on the show uh, a good friend of mine, the Reverend Sherry James from California, uh, who is the Senior Minister of Understanding Principles Church in uh, the Los Angeles, California area. Uh, Reverend Sherry, are you there? Yes, I am. Hi, everybody. Hey there. So for some people who might not be from familiar with your work, could you tell them a little bit about you and what you do? Sure, sure, sure. My purpose is to awaken people to their divine potential. That is my, um, my, my what I was put here on this planet to do. And I do that through um, teaching, through preaching, through writing, through filmmaking. Uh, and I have written a book called The Money Poems, which you can find at Amazon.com. And I also created a weekly uh, uh, Bible study that happens every Thursday night at 7 o'clock Pacific. And right now we're in the midst of studying Neville Goddard's Your Faith is Your Fortune. Okay. I can see that somebody outside at your residence is not allowing us to be beautiful. But it's okay. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, we're, gonna, we're gonna persevere, persevere. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. So I, um, I, I brought you on the show. I thought you would be a great interview for a specific question that, um, that I have about new thought, because I think it's really important that this conversation is maintained and sustained in the new thought community. Uh, so. The real question is, why does new thought teach prosperity? And I thought that you would be the great, the best person to have this conversation with. So before we actually drill down on that question, could you define prosperity as you understand it? What is prosperity? Prosperity is freedom. Prosperity is living with God the way that God intended for us to live. Okay. So why does the New Thought community teach prosperity? Well, you know, I think that New Thought doesn't so much teach prosperity as New Thought teaches God. Okay. God is prosperity. And New Thought teaches God and the nature of God is prosperity. So lavish, unfailing abundance is the rule of the universe. This universe, it's salient quality is its plentifulness. Okay. And so to not teach prosperity would be to commit to, to sin, would be to, to basically not teach God. Okay. All right. So, so when we talk about freedom and talk about teaching the presence of God, I often um, tell people that New Thought uh, started as a healing movement. And I think the foundation of New Thought was, is, and hopefully always will be spiritual healing. And um, that the people who were practicing these principles of healing discovered that when they became aware of the wholeness of God within them and then allowed their consciousness to be a conduit through which this divine perfection can express as bodily health, they discovered that these same principles worked in every aspect of life. It wasn't like, okay, there's a principle for healing and there's a principle for getting, uh, having success and there's a principle for prosperity and there's a principle for relationships. They're just spiritual principles that work. So um, when you're teaching your people through, at your church uh, and through your, the Bible Hangout and through writings, et cetera, how do you get across uh, to people that we're still talking about one thing? 
Well, the, the first thing I get them to do is to really notice the nature of God. I, I cannot stress that enough. And here's what I mean. When you look at the way the world is organized, the, there are so many stars that you can't even count them. But even in a broke neighborhood on a paltry tree, there's so many leaves that you would lose count trying to count them. You cannot count the grains of sand. When God made different animals, the, 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 you know, there are 11,000 different species of moths. There are 20,000 different species of bees. There are 23,000 different species of trees. And the same thing bears out in the animal kingdom in terms of the different species that are there. That this abundance is baked into our universe, the vastness of the ocean. And if you believe in an unchanging God, then that principle doesn't change when it gets to you and me. And so what I try to get them to see is that left unchecked and unobstructed, God is lavish abundance. Which means then that the only way that abundance can stop is if a consciousness through which the spirit of God is flowing says no to it. Okay. And this is why being poor is a sin. It's a sin because you are not living in accord with your nature. All right. All right. Now, you know, I can remember when I first heard Reverend Coleman quote Charles Fillmore because that quote, um, um, you know, uh, basically not having abundance or prosperity or I think the way Charles Fillmore said it is being broke as a sin or something like that. You got to work with the world the way the world was intended to be worked with. So if, if you're intended to be abundant and abundant, uh, let me back up a little bit. You have treasure within you that is meant to be expressed. There is that that you have been sent to give that no one else on the planet was sent to give. Prosperity is the way you get it out of you. When you are broke and distracted by everything in your environment, unable to pay this bill, can't get this done, guess what? You're also not doing your best work. Right. Prosperity is the pathway by which you do your best work, by which you let the best of you out into expression. Beautiful, beautiful. So I do want to make sure as I'm asking you questions that if you have, if any callers, uh, excuse me, not callers, listeners want to call in and become a caller, they can call in and to the show. You can call in at 816-251-3555. 816-251-3555. Now, this is important because we love to hear from you. And if you have a question or you have a comment, we want to make sure that we have an opportunity to address your questions, concerns, or comments. All right. So, Reverend Sherry, when, you know, when we're working with uh, people and sometimes when New Thought ministers start talking about prosperity, sometimes we kind of get thrown into a pot with some of our fundamentalist brothers and sisters who have what they call the prosperity gospel. Um, what is the difference between how New Thought teaches prosperity and and how the prosperity gospel teachers, you know, present their message in fundamentalist Christian churches? 
I think the the fundamental difference um, between what we are saying and and what I have heard from Word of Faith ministers uh, is that prosperity is more than just money. And and when I have heard, I, and I do not want to indict an entire community, but right. often when I hear prosperity talked about, it's talked about in terms of material gain. But, but when we're talking about prosperity, prosperity is a way of being. It's a way of moving through life. Mm-hmm. You, you can have money and still have a lack mentality. Right. right. You can have money and still have a lack mentality. Prosperity is about moving in alignment with how you were designed by the creator. So one of the things, you know, what makes metaphysics metaphysics is the words. Right. Everything in metaphysics goes back to let's crack apart these words. Let's look at what the scripture is saying beyond just what we're reading in English. And something simple is like in Genesis 1:26, the scripture reads, then God said, let us make man in our image. That word image comes from the Hebrew word salem, which means illusion or resemblance. That word signifies a replica. It means image in the sense of essential nature, that God made man or humankind in his own image, reflecting his own perfection, perfect in knowledge, righteousness, and holiness, and with dominion over the creatures. Being created in God's image meant being created male and female in a loving unity of more than one person. So the, 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 that means that I cannot claim prosperity and walk around with, be okay with elements in my body. I cannot claim prosperity and be okay not having enough. That it goes against my nature. My nature is the nature of God. Your nature is the nature of God. And and so prosperity from that perspective, in my opinion, is a much more holistic perspective. And again, it is not just about money. Money is included because money is an expression of that prosperity. But there are plenty of people who have money who are miserable, and that is not what we are talking about. All right, all right. So, you know, one of the things that, um, you know, I kind of piggyback on what you're saying is that sometimes uh, prosperity is taught independent of the whole message. And when you don't have the whole message, you can't drill down into the essence of it. I was having some conversations uh, after our event yesterday with all of the speakers, we went out to eat. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and, and Believe me, you know, we were hungry, you know, <laughs> to say the least, after all of that, all of that work and energy and et cetera, mm-hmm, preparation. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were just talking about, without saying any names, we said names last night. I'm not going to say names publicly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no need to. <laughs> people who were taking messages, and one New Thought minister said something that was really interesting. One of the presenters last night, uh, the person said, that a message, another minister taught uh, that minister's message mm. and even used that minister's personal life example, <laughs> but, but, but couldn't drill down on the essence of what the message meant. Right. So you're trying to, right. so say for instance, somebody takes your message and they hear it mm-hmm. and they say, okay. Uh, the Reverend Sherry James is teaching on prosperity. You use all your own personal analogies, your own personal stories, your 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 life experiences. This other minister, Pentecostal minister, did the same thing. 
<laughs> and but couldn't drill down on it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one thing to say, yeah, they're using my stuff. It's another thing to say, they're so literally using my stuff that they're actually <laughs> using my life story, pretending that that is theirs. Right, <laughs> right, right. right. Like, like, that's a new level of that. Of, <laughs> right. of you know, I've, I've had many people tell me that they've heard uh, people use uh, my material mm-hmm. uh, in other places. I'm like, you know, that, that happened. You right, know, right, but, right. You know, but but don't use my stories, Lord. I mean, come on now. Uh, <laughs> if I said it happened to me, I, 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 what I'm happy about though is that this message is out. Yes. It's because there's, because there's a there's a there's a, a gateway to have this conversation, yes. and truly, this is not a message from just a particular community. Right. This is a message for the world. Um, you know, someone talked about a lot of the things that we talk about in New Thought became just what we call common sense. That, you know, your thoughts, you know, create your reality or what some people are willing to say is that they influence your reality. But I think that what we really have a responsibility to do is to keep running out ahead. And I feel like we have sort of seeded that no one is picking that message up, meaning the forward thinking. Well, what's the next iteration of that? That, You know, and and, and, um, it, it reminds me of being in the in the. And I didn't live during this time, but in the 40s and the 50s, when you know black artists would uh, record a song, and then a, a white cover band would co- a band would cover the song, and it would become a major hit. Right. And it was one that was one of the things that they addressed in Green in in uh, Dreamgirls. Is like you know I'm stepping to the bad side, you know, because you what you what you took you you took my stuff, but really you didn't take my stuff. What you did is you is you freed me up so that I can then move to the next level. Right. And, and that we have to keep doing that work. You know, when when medical science jumped to where it is, a lot of the healing, focus on healing and new thought went away. But it used to be that it was like a, you know, 60, 40 chance not in your favor that you walk out of the hospital. OK, but medical science have, has advanced at such a point that the effort to use your mind to heal your body is 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 uh, almost like a lost art. And so I think what what we have to do in New Thought is really refire ourselves to continue this charge that they they were on the cutting edge of health and wholeness in the late 1800s, in the early 1900s. And I think what we have done is is seated like that understanding has become a part of the collective consciousness. So now you can walk in a hospital and it comes in the form of a pill. But what's that next level? What's that next? That's what we have to do. What is that next level? And it's work. It's work to, to shut the door and turn everything off and listen to God. And I mean, it's work because there's so many things competing for our attention, call, you know, reaching for us that we have to literally rest ourselves, our W-R-E-S-T, rest ourselves from the world, our minds from the world so that we can listen to the voice of God. I don't think that this is a dying message. I think that what we have are people who are dead to the message. And so it's time for thinking people to wake up and think. Okay. Okay. So, so one of the things that I'm hearing from you is obviously 
we have a responsibility to make sure that we get the message out. It might not be being taught as purely as we teach it right now, but it gives us an opportunity to be innovative so yeah. we can get the pure message of New Thought out so people can get the whole message of of prosperity as um, not, uh, I'm going to say not just because I don't believe in belittling money from that context. You know, Reverend Ike says, never say what money isn't. Uh, right. <laughs> um, prosperity <laughs> includes money, right. health, peace of mind, healthy relationships, fulfillment, satisfaction, uh, self-expression, et cetera, et cetera. So I think it's important that 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 people realize that uh, the focus on prosperity also really kind of boils down to what I call the Emmett Fox test of new thought. In the Sermon on the Mount by mm-hmm. Emmett Fox, he, mm-hmm. in the chapter by their fruits, he has mm-hmm. the in my opinion, the greatest statement in all the new thought, which is there's no such thing as undemonstrated understanding. If you don't you know, know what you can't do it. Right. And, <laughs> and and one of the things that's funny to me, because I've had, you know, conversations with new thought people like, no, you can understand something and then not show up. Mm-hmm. Like, no, that, that's just not accurate. I, and, I, when I talk about that, I always talk about crossing the street. That, that even now, when we have, you know, cell phones and all these other distractions, you can be in the midst of a deep conversation and you will get to that corner. And before you cross, you will look both ways, even if it's just a furtive glance, you know, yeah. where you look. Why? Because you know. Right. You know, you know, you know, you know. Now, someone who's five got to be reminded. Look both right. ways. Don't, don't, wait. hold up, hold up, wait. And they has to be trained in you. But once you have it, it becomes a part of your operating system. And so people confuse levels of awareness with actual knowing. Exactly. When you when you know something, you do it, period. Right. And there's right. no there's no gray area in that. And so if you are not being prosperous in your experience, then it means that you don't know prosperity. And yeah. so that and you have to take that time yes. um, to, to 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 work with your mind and to expand your consciousness. And you can do that, but you've got to commit to do the work. Yes, and it was just kind of funny when you know something like you know, obviously you know we're really good friends that you know I, I, that I'm besides being a minister I'm a black sash in kung fu, and <laughs> yesterday as I'm walking and playing around one of the, uh, the younger members a uh, young man probably in his early thirties he was playing around you know the guys be playing around like you know they're gonna punch you play, and, and while I was talking to another minister literally I gra- I just grabbed his hand and I put my my leg kicked like an inch off of his knee because my brain <laughs> says when somebody does that, <laughs> you kick him in the knee. <laughs> and people were looking like, man, that was quick. I was like, man, it's an automatic response. Because you know. When it's in, and so this is the thing. Now, here, you people got to understand how do you get something in you? Yeah. The conscious mind and the subconscious mind learn differently. And right. it's out of the subconscious mind that behavior comes. The right. conscious mind learns through reading and writing through external things, through hearing stuff, through taking information in. The subconscious mind learns through repetition. And what happens is that what people mostly have repeated is what they consume every day. Right. And often what they're consuming is detrimental to their health. I, I feel like we spend so much time focused on what we're taking into our bodies physically 
and not enough time focused on what we're taking into our bodies mentally. And so we have to build in that time on a daily basis where we are taking in positive information. This is what the reading of scripture is about. It is about filling your mind and stuffing your mind with positive information so that when you are faced with whatever life gives you, you can show up for it. I want to go back just one second because I want to talk about another fundamental difference. And I think that we don't really deal with this enough uh, in terms of what we are saying versus what the word of faith community or someone else is saying. It is a fundamental different approach to the universe. Mm -hmm. For new thought, God is absolute. Right. What that means is that there is nothing in opposition to God. Right. If something were in opposition to God, you do not have an, an absolute God. Right. So for us, God is all there is. And everything that happens in our experience is for our highest good. It is you know, for bringing out of us that which is the best of us into expression. And we let pain push us until we learn to let love lead us. And, and, and the growth as a New Thought Christian is growing out of needing painful experiences to learn the lessons of God and learning to love in a state of peace and joy. You can learn anywhere. Yes, yes. I, I used to tell my grandmother when, um, when I first got into New Thought, in the um, early 90s, my grandmother was a staunch fundamentalist, and she was a minister. She was an ordained minister, uh, uh, and uh, who never really, really was able to develop any substantial ministry as far as she, she had, you know, prayer meeting every Friday at the house. But that's another conversation for another day. My job was to pick the people up after she prayed and knock them on out with the Holy Spirit. Now, uh, but one of the things that I would say to her when she would talk to me about, you know, the devil was busy and the enemy this. And I said, well, Granny, I said, you told me as a kid that God is almighty. She's like, God is almighty. I said, OK. And I would put my hands in front of her. I said, OK. I said, Granny, if I have all the might or all the power in this hand. What what can be in the other hand? Right. She would look at me and then she looked at me and she said, boy, get out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 again, it's, it's, it's a fundamentally different approach to the universe. Yes. And yes. so get everything that, that ever was and ever will be is pressed out of the body of God. There's only one power. There's only one presence. And that power and presence is God, the good, omnipotent, all power, omnipotent, yes. all knowing. Yes. Yes. So all everywhere, well, evenly present. Right. And so, so in reality, there is no evil. Right. Right. And and that, that's a big fundamental difference. Now, it's almost time for us to take our first break. So let me uh, remind you that you could you can call in uh, and, and ask the questions that you want to ask. That's totally cool. I want to make sure that you have an opportunity. Get out of. We'll fight back with Truth Transforms.
Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. When listeners like you contribute to Unity Online Radio, you're making a positive difference in your life and the lives of other spiritual seekers. Go to unityonlineradio.org and click on Donate to make a one-time donation. Or sign up for monthly contributions. Thank you for your support. Have you ever noticed that when you cheat or lie or don't support a friend and then realize what you've done, an inner alarm goes off? It's a kind of moral wake-up call. You know you've done wrong and you don't feel good about it or about yourself. By experiencing the emotions and accepting the consequences of what we've done, we can begin to accept and change ourselves. When you know you've done wrong, admit the truth, even if it's only to yourself and one other person, perhaps a counselor or minister. Then, if there's a way to make amends, to set the situation right, do so and clear the air. Finally, renew your commitment to live in your own integrity. When you do, you'll benefit with good health, good relationships, and self-esteem. This message has been brought to you by the Association of Unity Churches International. To find a Unity Church near you, visit www.unity.org. Daily Word has developed beautiful card decks to support your spiritual journey. One deck is about healing. Another is about finding peace in troubled times. And the family cards are two decks, one for parents and one that can be colored on for children. So families can talk about spiritual principles together. The card decks are available from Unity. Go to unity.org, then click on Shop or call 1-800-24-UNITY Monday through Friday. What if you could start each day with a positive outlook, remembering you are a divine expression of God? Daily Word is a booklet of daily devotionals offering positivity that's downright contagious. With a print subscription or by email, you can pause to reflect on how to practice spirituality in your human experience. Reading Daily Word takes about a minute a day, so you can feel uplifted every morning. Visit dailyword.com to subscribe. More and more people are interested in a vegan lifestyle, and the numbers continue to grow. Join Victoria Moran every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Central for Main Street Vegan and learn how to make the shift to help animals and the planet. Each week, Victoria shares recipes, health tips, and interviews with celebrity vegans, experts, and activists. Learn how to make a difference for animals and the planet at every meal. Right here on Unity Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Call now with your question or comment. 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555. Welcome back to Truth Transforms with your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. I want to remind you that this show has a Facebook page, Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. My request is that you go on Facebook, if you haven't done so already, and like the page. Give it a five-star rating and write a positive review. It helps with the algorithms of Facebook. Uh, This show is also on iTunes Podcasts 
and on the Stitcher app for Android mobile devices. And my request yet again is to go on uh, those, um, you know, whatever your iPod podcast, give it a five-star rating, write a positive review. The same with Stitcher. However you listen to it, you know, share the links. If you feel as though you got something valuable from a show, Share it on your social media, share it on your Instagram, your Facebook, your Twitter, your Snapchat, or whatever else that I don't even know about that's being invented now that's making somebody a millionaire as we speak. So I want to make sure that we spread this message. This is a this is an important message. It really is. And I think we need to be mindful. You know, I want to say again for those who might not have heard the beginning of the show that uh, my other request is that you go to UFBL.org. And take a look at the Panorama of Truth information. Panorama of Truth is the is the conference for the Universal Foundation for Better Living. Uh, go to UFBO.org. Take a look at uh, the conference in Atlantic City, August 1st through the 5th. And if you want to be a part of a powerful conversation, a conversation we had last week with some of the speakers, uh, Michael Beckwith, Les Brown, Sheila McKeithen, Deborah Johnson, Barbara DeAngelis, and much more, um, Join us. We would love to have you be a part of what we're doing because you bring not only your physical body, you bring your consciousness to the conversation. And that's what we need. We need people who are willing to be a stand for the truth in the world. So uh, take, a, take a look at that and take care of that. Also, if you want to call in and ask Reverend Sherry a question, you can call in at 816-251-3555. 816-251-3555. Now, uh, Sherry, one of the things that I do want to also ask you is what is the difference between how New Thought teaches prosperity versus how the world or the secular world actually teaches prosperity? Well, in my opinion, the secular world, uh, prosperity relates to um, financial uh, prosperity only. And, and the way that you know that is by the way that things are measured. So, um, you know, when, when people talk about value, they, they love to say, well, this is worth $47 million. When we talk about a home, we, we talk, the, the, the terms that we talk about the home is in terms of the, it, its net worth uh, or its, you know, how, how much the, how the home is valued at. When we talk about who are the richest people in the world, the measurement is always money, always. It is never, this person is, it's not like they do a lineup and they say, okay, well, here's how they're rich in money. And then here are all these other categories they're rich in. They only identify money. And so the world is, is consumed with this idea that wealth is money. But the thing is, is that you can be the wealthiest person in the world and not have health and spend all your money trying to get the one thing you don't have. Right. Prosperity is more than money. Prosperity includes money, but it is more than money. I, I want to touch on something because I, I want to give people practical things before we, uh, you know, go today. I want I want them to, to really have something they can work with. Uh, you have to do your abundance work. You, you have to do the daily work to expand your mind for abundance. And what that looks like, it can be different for each person. You can adapt this, but I'll tell you what mine looks like. Um, when I get up in the morning, I do some type of um, reading on some 
some kind of positive mind expanding literature. Now that could, well, I do scripture at night. So um, that could be like the daily inspiration, which is uh, the periodical published by the Universal Foundation for Better Living, uh, Science of Mind, uh, 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 Centers for Spiritual Living and uh, Unity also have um, daily publications that are wonderful. But I'm also in the midst of reading a book called Millionaire, um, uh, Secret Habits of the Millionaires that by Dean Graciosi right now. Uh, I, I'm also in the midst of finishing um, Dr. Joe Dispenza's Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. And I mentioned earlier that we're in the midst of studying uh, Neville Goddard, Your Faith is Your Fortune. But there's something that you've got to take into your experience and into your mind that expands how you see the world. You only need 10 minutes. That's it. This is very, very short. And then I do a, a, a journal entry where I'm literally writing a letter to God and just giving gratitude for the things that I have. And then in that, I'm also giving gratitude for the things that I'm asking God for, because I know that, that at the point of conception, whatever I've asked for, it's already done. So I'm thanking God as if it is already here. And then, and this is the part that I think is key and that a lot of people miss, is that I get in the mirror and I read that letter to God out loud. And then I have my morning affirmation in the mirror. The reason that this is so powerful is that there's something mystical that happens when you look in the mirror in your own eyes and speak words of power. And so just a little bit of what it sounds like when I get in the mirror is unstoppable, indomitable, force of nature. Sherry James, meet the real Sherry James. Now, Sherry, you're a big thinker, so I want you to think big about everything. You've got a divine destiny. This is your moment. Everything you do today releases into expression the abundance that is your birthright. That kind of language in your own face in the morning will shift you at your core. Lastly, is that I do some type of what I call mental rehearsal or what others call visualization. That I, I give my mind five minutes a day at least where I am mentally rehearsing where I want to be and where I want God to take me. That you, this, you have to build in space in your day where you are expanding your mind. It cannot happen any other way. It will not happen any other way. Even if you make more money, you'll still be that person who's always $5 short because it's a mentality. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, just picking back up on what you're saying, I had my, um, my last class, my game of life class, actually do this affirmation that I had uh, created for the class. I actually had the church do it on Sunday, this past Sunday. And it was, I deserve a better life because I am. And I had them finish the statement. Mm-hmm. And um, it was kind of funny. So when I had the people get up, you know, and I said, stand up. I had it written down in front of them so they could affirm it, say it out loud, proclaim it to the universe. Mm-hmm. And uh, some people had to say, stop, say it again. Speak mm-hmm. to the universe. Speak. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you, you, you know, you. I said this is this is an environment of of support. Sometimes you're right. going out into a world that that does not support your concept of inner divinity. Right. Uh, and if you can't proclaim who you are in God at Christ Universal Temple, I highly doubt you're doing it at work. I highly right. doubt you're doing it when you have your family breakdowns. 
I mm-hmm. highly doubt you're doing it when you need to speak up and be in integrity with what needs to happen in your life. It's important that they stood up. So the first time I had them do it, I, I said, okay, how'd that, how did that work? And then I said, anybody want to do it again? And I explained why it's necessary to, to proclaim it with power. So people got up and they kept sharing it. Some people said, well, you know what? I'm not really clear what I need to say. Except it's like, make something up. Right. You know, you know, right. <laughs> make something up right now. <laughs> or just mm-hmm. affirm something that's true. If, if, you, if you knew what to say, what would you say? <laughs> exactly. So the next week, I gave them a microphone. I said, now I want you to speak speaking into the microphone. You know, say it with power. Speak it as if if what you state state in this microphone to this class would happen immediately after you spoke it. How would you say it? Mm. And so the second week, the energy shifted. It was mm. good. I, okay, can, can I can I drill down right there, Galen? I'm yes. so sorry. I, can I, okay, because it speak it as if it were going to come true. So. <clears throat> Give me the words, God. So it is the position from which you speak. Mm-hmm. It is the position from which you think. Mm-hmm. If you walked into your universe and just in your world and just imagined that I'm the person, I, I'm still sitting in present day, but I'm already the person that I know God is calling me to be. And I make decisions from that point of view, I'd make an entirely different decision. Mm-hmm. And so that's a technique that you can use. That that if your goal is CEO, that you can put yourself in the framework or in the mindset of CEO and move, even though you might be janitor, move through your day janitor as if you are the CEO and you will become the CEO. There's There's something about the pretense in the mind that if you were what you pretend consistently, you become. Yeah, it, you know, it's kind of funny. Um, I, as you were saying, the janitor, I remember, um, you know, our, um, our friend of our of our ministry, uh, the leadership expert, Sam Chan, how he would talk about how when he came from India as a Bible student for that Bible college uh, that he attended in Georgia, he had to work as a cook and a janitor and a handyman and et cetera. He cooked, he said, cooked grits in the morning and he was <laughs> cleaning this up and painting that and whatever. Mm-hmm. And that same student who had to do all of these extra jobs to make ends meet while he was a new student in the United States of America came back later to become the president and chancellor of the college. Yes. Yes. You you cannot pay attention to where you are only in the sense of it giving you information for where you are. It has no bearing on where you can go. Right. That, that if you will link up with the power of God inside of you and simply imagine where you want to be and hold to that, that picture, that the, the, the means, for, the practical means for it to come about will present themselves to you. That, that you you there's no part of you that's limited at any time, anywhere. Yes, so that's yes. why that's why I say when I, I, I define prosperity, that prosperity is freedom because it means I can go anywhere, I can be anyone, I can have anything, I can do anything, and I'm not looking for a co-signer in the world. I, we, we have to quit blaming the, the structure. Okay, let me back up. My, my mind is racing. So 
we look out on the world and we see all of the things that are unfair in the world, believing that they didn't come through a consciousness and believing that we don't have a part to play in what things look like in the world. If you are unhappy with the way things look like in the world, change yourself and you will no longer be able to tolerate what you see in the world and you will do the exact right thing to change it. So the change has to be in you. I'm a dance partner on this dance floor called Earth and, and, and specifically America with the way that America looks right now. And, the, and, and I have a choice whether to stay on the dance floor or whether to get off. Because if I get off the dance floor or I get out of the ring, you got to fight yourself. So, so, you know, thinking about what, uh, something that Neville wrote, in uh, the power of awareness that there's only one I am, mm-hmm. but I am shows up in, in multiple, my words, not his roles or expressions. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's really important to understand that in the context of all of this that we're saying, we're still talking about using one power. Right. And, and it is through how we think and and I think at times I think I think that's funny uh to me I think at times we belittle thinking because I think some folks believe mm. they think they're thinking but they really aren't thinking they're not mm. they're not they're not processing ideas beliefs uh values uh they're recycling all somebody else's beliefs yeah or their own you yeah. know, or what the yeah. world has presented them through the five senses. Uh, they're, they're recycling information and calling it thinking. Right. Uh, one of the things I've often um, told my daughter, you know, you know, you know, I'm, and I tell everybody I'm an active dad, is yeah. to be a critical thinker. Because most people don't think. Yeah. They, they're, because to think critically is to observe it for what it is. Mm-hmm. And then try to get the secrets out of it. How do you mm-hmm. ponder and work with an idea versus mm-hmm. being in a space to where well, such and such said this and such and such said that. Okay, what do you think about it? See, because if you just give people answers that you don't have them think, then they don't know how to think when they need to think. You know, so the that, reason that your world looks the way that it does is because of the way that you think. Yes. And Point so if you, if you want your world to look different, you have to think different. But here's the other part of this. You cannot think beyond the level of where you feel. F-E-E-L. Mm-hmm. The, the, so one of the things that we teach is that it's feeling that gets the blessing, right? That, that the feeling of abundance creates abundance. Because what happens is that you, when you feel, it influences the way that you think. Yes. The, thoughts give birth to feelings. But then we memorize the feelings and they begin to control the thoughts. Mm-hmm. Well, thoughts give well, birth to feelings, but, but the, the, we memorize the feelings. They become memorized in the body. We become memorized to anger or me, we memorize uh, fear or we memorize disappointment or sadness or some other feeling. And then it becomes our mood that then controls or governs our thinking. Yes. And what's beautiful about that statement that you just made is, you you know, we go back to the metaphysical interpretation or our brand of metaphysical interpretation of the Mm -hmm. Adam and Eve story. Mm -hmm. Uh, Temptation 
doesn't come to your logical, critical, conscious mind thinking. Um, Temptation comes to feeling. Okay. You know, so because, you know, the, 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 the sensation, the temptation, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, the serpent in the story, which that's what represents the sensation, the temptations of life, Mm -hmm. uh, won't, won't give you a logical argument about why you should do something. It gives you, it comes to you at the level of feeling. Does it feel good? Taste good, et cetera. It's not Mm -hmm. a temptation if you don't want it. And, but that same power of feeling when it's, when it's, Feeling can be so strong that it'll keep coming back to the thinking like, you know, you want to eat this fruit, eat this fruit, eat this fruit, eat this fruit. Now, if we condition the feeling for prosperity, it's always saying the feeling of prosperity, no matter what you're going through, is always going to recalibrate the thinking to say, wait a minute, man, I'm stressed out. No, prosperity. Man, look at these bills. Prosperity. Man, I got all these uh, uh, responsibilities I need to handle. Prosperity. The feeling is going to bring it back. Because eventually, you're gonna eat. You're gonna eat the fruit, right? You know, and <laughs> because it's gonna keep coming up. So the question is: Is the feeling listening to the temptation, or have we preconditioned the feeling Hello. nature? Hello. Yes. To 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 tap into the creative aspects of our being. So when something happens, it automatically shifts. This is a part of the understanding because the subconscious mind does does doesn't doesn't look for um what's the term I want to use it does it's it's not looking for partners it'll dance on its own yeah. okay this is what we do yeah. well, everybody else is doing something else yeah but this is what we do right and until you tell the subconscious mind this is not what we do and you have to do that by intentional conscious thinking to shift how the feeling nature works mm-hmm. it will consistently stay on the same page so it's just kind of funny how um you know uh you know, if when when you understand, I, I was about to use an example, and I said, "Oh, don't use that one." <laughs> <laughs> to catch well, myself. Can I jump in? Can I jump in here? I yeah, want to jump right in for a second. So here's the thing: you have to feel prosperous before you express prosperity. Right. And some, some, but sometimes I think we make that too complicated. So I used to think I needed to feel what it felt like be at Neiman Marcus shopping where there's money is no object. And it was too hard to just sit in that feeling. But then I thought about, well, what is it that I am thinking about when I feel poor? Well, I'm thinking about all the stuff that I don't have. I'm remembering that, you know, I need to, I need to, you know, replace this car. I'm remembering that, oh, the house note is due. But I'm remembering all the things that I don't have. So a simple technique for feeling prosperous is simply to remember all the things that you have. It's a really simple process. So you don't have to make that leap to uh, 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 believing, you know, or seeing yourself on the Riviera. You can start simply with remembering that, you know what, I'm in good health. Oh, you know what, I have a really good relationship with my mom. Or... Um, you know what, I, I am, I've got some good friends who really care about me. Just sitting in that space will begin to shift your energy. That's a really simple practice. That's a really, really, really simple practice. And so you, when you're in that space of feeling poor and reflecting on what you don't have, remember that you're in control of that feeling, even though in the moment it may feel like you're not. 
and you can dial yourself back from the edge of feeling broke and move right into feeling like you have everything that you need simply by focusing on everything that you have. Yes, yes. Gratitude does shift the consciousness. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things that we often emphasize is that you must have an attitude of gratitude. Um, you know, I, Gra um, gratitude is the language of the universe. Right, right, right. That, I, I, that, you know, someone that we both love is KRS-One. Yeah. And he said something right. that I thought was so dope, and I was like, I'm taking this. That you cannot see what you, you cannot see what you cannot say. You know, right. the, the reason it was so important for your students in that classroom to say that I deserve a good life because is that you cannot see what you will not say. That what, when you walk into a room, your eyes only pick up what you have a word for. In the room that you're in, an electrician walking in is going to see something entirely different from you because of the vocabulary and the words that the electrician has. And even though you may have walked in that room countless times before the electrician, he or she can see different things because of, the, of his vocabulary. The right. same thing if a plumber walk in, a plumber's going to see something different that the electrician didn't see because of the vocabulary. The language of the universe is gratitude. We're swimming in plenty, but the reason you can't see the plenty is that you won't speak God's language. And God's language is gratitude. Yeah, that's good. That's good. It, it, it does make a difference when you see uh, the difference in how people work with things. I... Um, I was talking to a, a woman about uh, Qigong um, last week at the church, and I was explaining, you know, some different levels. And she said, "I've never had a conversation with anybody about this." And you can drill down, and you can, you can go, you know, the down levels. I was like, "Well, I understand." I said, "I understand more than the movement. I understand the theory behind the movement, and that's different." So, when when a person has a surface understanding of something. They can outwardly do it and look decent to a person who doesn't know the difference. But mm -hmm. for instance, you know, I, I jokingly say, I, I, if I go to a martial art tournament or whatever, and I'm looking at somebody's form, I saw that person has that doesn't have good balance. That person um, doesn't have good strength, um, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm saying that not from the standpoint of being critical or judgmental. I'm saying it from the standpoint of I understand how that's supposed to look. Right. And and this is the benefit of having coaches. Yeah. Um, I know you do some coaching work, you know, mm -hmm. something I'm I'm go going to step into as well because I've been having a demand. People have been asking me about it. Um, mm -hmm. So stay tuned, listeners, uh, <laughs> uh, because at times your coach can see what you don't see because, one, they have a greater understanding of the game. That's where they're the coach. Mm -hmm. Two... They're not playing the game while you're playing it, right? Which which allows them to be able to see what you're doing because they're not playing it with you, right? Right. So, right. We're 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 kind of running out of time. We only have about two minutes left, uh, Reverend <laughs> Sherry. So, if you could give us a one minute synopsis of what you would want to leave the callers with, that would be great. Sure. 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 So, so I, I, the thing that I wanted to, to leave with people from a prosperity standpoint is that you have to get in partnership with God. And the way that you get in partnership with God is through giving. That there is no prosperity outside of giving. At UpChurch, we teach tithing. That tithing puts you in partnership with God. 
but you complete that partnership through setting goals. That your, what your goals do is that they give God direction on how to bless you. We miss so much of the good of God because we won't be definite with the infinite. The infinite moves on the demand and the command of the finite. And so many of us don't have because we simply will not tell God what we want. Does God want to bless you? Absolutely. That's a given. But what will you allow God to bless you with? And this is what goals help you with. And the question is, well, within what have what are you prepared to receive? And this is why you can pray for extra income and Oprah can pray for extra income and y'all will get two different sons. God doesn't love her more and you less. What have you prepared to receive? So my, I guess the closing message I'm leaving with people is that prosperity is a function of what you've prepared to receive. And Absolutely. so when you put yourself in partnership with God, then the next step in that partnership then is to set goals that are part of your preparation process for receiving what you want from God. You name it. You, na- you say what it is. God doesn't know what to do for you until you say, God, I want you to do this for me. And some people say, well, I'm getting blessings and I haven't made goals. Everybody has a goal because it's the nature of the soul to set goals. The question is whether or not your goals are conscious or unconscious. But you have goals. So we got to wrap up now. So thank you so much. Make sure people plug in. Uh, look up Reverend Sherry uh, on her website, etc. God bless you. Be with you next week with Truth Transforms. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Are you ready to ignite your best life and illuminate the world? I'm Stephanie James. I'm a motivational speaker, transformation coach, and psychotherapist. And what lights me up is helping people just like you create the greatest versions of themselves. On my podcast, Igniting the Spark, I will help you ignite your joy and reach new heights in your personal and professional life. Join me for some incredible conversations with authors, spiritual teachers, and other influential thought leaders to help guide you on your way. If you are ready to stop playing small, join me for Igniting the Spark on the mindbodyspirit.fm network or wherever you get your podcasts and ignite your best life.